Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. Welcome to the Know Your Rights series presented by Newcastle Libraries Real and the Hunter Community Legal Centre and CDAH. The information provided in this session is for information purposes only. It must not be relied on as legal advice. You should seek individual legal advice about your own particular circumstances. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, for they uphold the memories, the traditions, the living culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. We acknowledge that under the concrete and asphalt, this land is, was and always will be traditional Aboriginal land. We also wish to acknowledge you if you are an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person. Hi, my name is Duhita Lewis and I am the Community Legal Education Coordinator at the Hunter Community Legal Centre. The Hunter Community Legal Centre is a not-for-profit organisation which offers free legal advice and information to anyone who lives and works in the Hunter region. We are going to talk about neighborhood disputes and some ways to deal with these disputes with specific focus on the laws of New South Wales in Australia. If you are from another state in Australia or another country, you should seek legal advice from a local solicitor in your region. I have Ali from Ability Rights Centre with me. Hi Ali, can you tell me more about Ability Rights Centre please? Hi, my name is Ali and I'm a lawyer from Ability Rights Centre, or ARC for short. ARC is a community legal centre that provides legal and advocacy assistance to people with cognitive impairment throughout New South Wales. Ability Rights Centre is a service of IDRS. Ali, so what exactly are neighbourhood disputes? So sometimes some of our clients call us because they're having a disagreement with a neighbour. It might be that they have a disagreement about what somebody is doing on their property, for example, making too much noise. Or sometimes it could be that they're feeling unsafe and are worried that they might be hurt by a neighbour, worried that they might be threatened or feeling harassed in their home. And Ali, would you be able to give us an example of what kind of disputes do you see people with disability often face? Yes, so we see people with a range of different neighbourhood disputes. One example is we had a client who was a person with intellectual disability who contacted ARC because his neighbours kept making a number of complaints about him. They kept saying that he was making too much noise in his apartment. He did not understand why they were unhappy and he thought he was doing nothing wrong but just keeping to himself. He didn't like to go out much and felt much more comfortable at home. He didn't have many family or friends to support him. He was worried his neighbours were trying to have him evicted as they didn't want him living there and he didn't have anywhere else to go. Another example was we had an elderly client with disability who lived by herself in her housing unit. She was often threatened by a neighbour who also damaged her property. Her neighbour would sometimes throw rocks at her window and call her names. She was so scared of her neighbour she could not return home and had not been able to live there for several weeks. She applied herself for what's called an apprehended personal violence order and tried to represent herself in court, but this was very difficult for her. Legal Aid tried to help her, but they said their criteria meant that they couldn't represent her further in a hearing. So today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what she might do. 
We also have clients who live in supported accommodation. Sometimes some people with a disability might be living on their own or with family. Or sometimes they might be living with other people with a disability in supported accommodation. The information that we talk about today might also be useful for people in all of these living arrangements. So Ali, in such circumstances, as you just mentioned in the two examples that you just gave us, what would you think are some ways you can resolve such problems with your neighbours? So the first thing we tell people is to try and sort it out directly with your neighbour if you can. It might be helpful to have a chat with the neighbours to see if you can figure out the problem and come to a solution that everybody's happy with. In this case, it might be also good to have a support person with you. This might be a family member or a friend that you feel comfortable with. If you don't have a family member, you might also be able to bring a disability advocate or support worker. Sometimes we suggest to people that they might send a letter. Sometimes we suggest to people that they might try and speak to a community justice centre. Although it's a good idea to try and resolve it yourself, sometimes a person might need extra help. Sometimes the problem is a bit more complicated or sometimes it might be that parties aren't able to talk comfortably with each other and trying to resolve it between themselves might actually make the problem worse. So for example, in scenario two that we talked about with our lady living at home by herself, it would have been unsafe for her to try and talk to the neighbour herself. But Ali, what if talking and resolving these problems amicably don't work for someone with a disability? What would possibly be the next step for such a person? So if you're not able to solve the issue yourself and do need help, a good place to start is to call Ability Rights Centre or Hunter Community Legal Centre. Ali, actually talking to a lawyer can sometimes be quite scary and unnerving. How could a person with disability get started on this process of getting legal help? A lawyer will probably ask you to explain to them what's happened. They might ask you for something called a chronology of events. A chronology of events really means a list of the dates or times that things have happened. They might want to see any documents or papers that you have about the problem. They might want to see if anybody has written a letter before. It also might be helpful to tell the lawyer if anybody else has witnessed the problem. So that means they might ask you to tell the lawyer if anybody has seen what's been going on. For example, another neighbour. This might be able to be used in court later. A lawyer may be able to help support somebody do negotiations with the neighbour. For example, they might help write in a letter. In scenario one that we talked about, our client had tried to have a chat with his neighbours, but he had some communication difficulties and it was really hard for him to get what he wanted to say across. Every time he spoke to the neighbours, it made the situation worse and he would get very upset and worried about the matter. Ability Rights Centre was able to write a letter to his neighbours and organise a meeting. Both parties then had the chance to explain how they were feeling. Our client's neighbours were able to get some information about his disability and how this impacted on him. We were able to work out an agreement between the parties about what time of day our client could work at his place without disturbing them too much. So Ali, if the person is fearful, would you think it is okay for them to go to the police? So sometimes people have disputes with neighbours which leads to them feeling unsafe and scared. And when a person feels unsafe, they should contact the police. If you're not sure whether you need to contact the police, Ability Rights Centre can talk to you and give you some advice about what you should do. 
If you need to go to the police, Ability Rights Centre can link you up with Justice Advocacy Service who can support you going to the police station or talking to the police. That's great, Ali. Did you know that you can find law handbooks, tenants' rights manuals and other helpful legal information and links in the Newcastle Library's e-library? Look for business, law and consumer information on our website. I also have Nadine from Justice Advocacy Service with me. Hi, Nadine. As Ali mentioned, Justice Advocacy Service can help people with disability when going to the police. Can you tell me more about the service, please? Certainly. The Justice Advocacy Service can provide support to people with cognitive impairment at police stations, legal appointments and at court. And it can be either as a defendant, a witness or a victim. So when we're talking about cognitive impairment, it can be anything from autism to a brain injury to a drug and alcohol impairment. What we want to do is we want to ensure that the person is adequately supported, is able to have their needs met and is understanding of what is going on with them while the whole process at the police station is occurring. And what would happen if the police can't really help and the issue is ongoing? Is there any other remedy? Yes. So in scenario two, after talking to Ability Rights Centre, our client called the police and we helped her make a statement. We gave her some legal advice and a jazz worker went with her and supported her at the police station. But the police still weren't able to take much action. In this case, a lawyer might be able to help somebody go to court. And in this case, they might be able to help somebody obtain what's called an AVO. An AVO stands for an Apprehended Violence Order. And this is a court order made to protect a person from violence, harassment, threats, stalking or intimidation. This means when a person has an AVO order against them, it means they're not allowed to do anything to make the other person feel afraid. They're not allowed to hurt the other person or follow the other person. Sometimes an order might mean that a person's not allowed to contact the other person, which might mean that they're not allowed to see the other person face to face. It might mean that they're not allowed to phone the person or contact them on the internet, such as through Facebook. If a person breaches the order, or if the person breaks the rules, then this is a criminal offence, and that means the police could arrest them. There are two different groups of people who can apply for an AVO. The police can apply for an AVO on behalf of somebody, and somebody can also take out a private AVO, which means they're the person applying for the AVO. And so in scenario two, Ability Rights Centre helped our client apply for what's called a private AVO. A person should always get legal advice before making a private application. This can help with identifying and understanding any other options other than having to go to court. It might help with filling out application papers the best way possible, will help give people advice, about collecting good evidence, understanding if they're going to be successful, understanding any risks involved and preparing statements for people. And Nadine, would it be possible to get some kind of assistance at court through the Justice Advocacy Service? Absolutely. Our justice advocates or our volunteers will support people through the court process from helping them access legal advice to making sure they're understanding what's going on and that they understand any issues that are involved in the AVO so that there are no breaches and that we can ensure that best outcomes for everybody. Thanks, Nadine. And jazz would be such a helpful service for someone with a disability at court. In fact, Dale from Ability Rights Centre would be delighted to share his lived experience. 
If you're in the Hunter or Newcastle and need legal advice, please call the Hunter Community Legal Centre on 02 404 09120. Hi, Dale. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. My name's Dale Robinson here. I'm a co-educator at Billy Wright Centre. I have been a member of Making Rights Real Group coming on three years this year. I am a father. I have a 13-year-old daughter named Casey and I work four days a week at a Ford Industries in Minto in Sydney and making wooden pallets with nail guns and cutting wood with saws and using a bandsaw too. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Making Rights Real Group, Dale? Yes, Ali. The Making Rights Real Group consists of six people, consisting of three females and three males. And we gather one Tuesday every every month in the main office, IDRS office in Sydney in Pitt Street. Dale, can you tell us about some of the reasons why going to court might be hard for a person with disability? Yes, it can be very hard for people with disabilities. You know, they go they go to court and they they can get very scared. If, you know, the judge can sometimes be nice, sometimes can be rude, and one of the hardest things. Especially myself, I've been to court and I can give advice to other people with disabilities that I've been in the court and I've found like I can get very um, sensitive and very emotional about uh, about different things in court. And I know it's for other disability people and it's it can be very, very stressful because you're being caught sitting there all day and you, your matter could not be till sometime in the afternoon. And yeah, especially, you know, I've been... Be myself where I've been in court and I've you know fallen fallen asleep through it and and you know I'm not being rude for other disability probably been in the same vote as myself but yeah. So Dale, how can Ability Rights Centre or Justice Advocacy Service help a person if they have to go to court? If they have a like a mobile phone computer, they can look it up on the Ability Rights part on the internet. If not, you can look up the phone number and give them a call. And they can organise a support person to come with you to court. And personally, myself, I've actually had a support person come to court over a few different few different matters at court. Got them all resolved, so I'm happy with it. And I give advice to to any other disability people out in the the Sydney and the Hunter region. Don't be afraid. You got you got rights to stand up to yourself. Just go ahead and talk to someone about it. Thank you so much, Dale, for sharing your experience. No worries. Thank you, Ali, and thank you, Nadine. If you need legal help, please contact Ability Rights Centre or the Hunter Community Legal Centre. You can contact Justice Advocacy Service for court advocacy. You can also contact Community Disability Alliance Hunter, that is CEDA, for peer support. You will find all the contact details on the resource page of this podcast. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Ali and Nadine, for this insightful conversation. And thank you for listening. Thank you for that. Access to justice and knowing your rights is what really matters to us. If it matters to you too, please share the Know Your Rights series on Newcastle Library's Real with your friends and rate us and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Know Your Rights series presented by Newcastle Library's Real, the Hunter Community Legal Centre and CDAH. We hope this has raised your awareness. If you've got a topic you'd like us to cover, you can email us at admin at hunterclc.com.au. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production.